With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The senior writer for FloridaGators.com, Chris Harry. Chris, uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon. How are you? Hey, Pat. Hey, Aaron. How are you guys today? We're doing really well. Listen, what was the biggest difference when it comes to the second half of this basketball game? The Gators go into the half with a seven-point lead. They get outscored by 14 in half number two. What was the big difference? Well, you go 0 for 14 from the three-point line. That hurts. That has something to do with, <laughs> yeah, that has something to do with something. It's, and it's, uh, it's ironic because um, this year – you know, Florida had gone, had gone, I believe it was 850 straight games with a, with a three-pointer uh, dating back to 1992. And that streak was broken uh, at South Carolina when they went 0 for 17 up there. And um, things were, you know, they, they, they shot the ball decently against uh, South Carolina when they beat them here in Gainesville. Um, I think it was the third to last uh, game of the season, second to last home uh, game of the season. But then um, uh, it just they shot 7 for 12 from three in the first half last night, so things were going good. But they, they would never admit to this, and they didn't after the game. But, I mean, let's go back to Friday's game, okay? They got back to the hotel at 220. It's an overtime game against a, a Wisconsin team, excellent team, physical team. Um, I just think that that's going to take a toll on you. When you're tipping off, you have a 36 hours to turn around and recover, and now you're going to go play South Carolina, which is like, throwing a, a, a stake into a, a, a cage with a bunch of hyenas. They're the most physical team in the country. Uh, they're one of the, they're the number two defense team in the country. Um, they, they lead the SEC in fouls, and yet and so this is, this is a team that's going to beat you up and bang you up, and you're going to have to earn a win against them. And I tell you what, it's just, you know, South Carolina was a better team yesterday, and they had the better players. And Darius Thornwell, I've said all that season, I believe he's one of the most underappreciated, underrated players in the, in, in the, in, in the country. He was the SEC Player of the Year. He's a senior, battle-tested, uh, uh, and he's, he was just phenomenal. He's been phenomenal throughout the whole tournament. And meanwhile, South Carolina has been a great second-half team in this tournament. Uh, ask Duke about that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You named some experienced guys on the South Carolina team, and I thought the inexperience of this Gators team would get them into a lot of trouble versus Wisconsin, and it almost did. So I'm guessing from your perspective, fatigue bit them more than the inexperience in this game. Yeah, and you mentioned inexperience. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say NCAA tournament inexperience relative to Wisconsin because Wisconsin had 27, or excuse me, 57 combined games of NCAA tournament experience, four straight Sweet 16s, a win over undefeated Kentucky two years ago, played Duke for the national championship two years ago. Um, but I, I, I say I say it was more fatigue. I mean, I don't think experience was the factor yesterday, uh, uh, Pat or Aaron, because let's let's face it. I mean that. They had plenty of experience playing South Carolina. You know, they'd gone eight yeah. minutes against those guys, and knew they knew exactly what they were getting into. When I don't think Baylor had any idea how physical and uh, uh, a game against South Carolina would, would be. I don't think Duke did either. And Duke, in essence, was playing a, a road game as that turned out. So um, Florida was prepared for that. I just don't. I just wonder if they if they weren't you know physically ready for it after such a let's face it as emotionally draining 
and and uh, in terms of what it all went through, I mean, those guys they they got back to the hotel, and I was in their team hotel. They, they, those guys they weren't they weren't sleeping that night very much. Uh, their phones were blowing up. Mike White begged them on the bus on the way back to the hotel, put those phones down. Look, he goes, look, I I want to watch it a hundred times too. Chris Chios, I know you want to watch it a hundred. Chris Chios had seven hundred text messages. Wow. He had to. Yeah, I mean, he he, he had to he, he had to he had to give his mom his phone at one point. And these guys never give up their phones. You know these guys these days. Um, but I, but but I mean, it was just that's just something to have to turn around really quickly. And again, it's thirty six hours. That's that's a real short turnaround time, uh, even by college college uh, you know, even by excuse me by NCAA tournament standards. And uh, and and I I have to repeat. The, the Gators were giving uh, on the podium last night. Uh, they were given the opportunity to use that as an excuse, and they did not. But then Frank Martin came in afterwards, and he said, you know, what time did those guys get home the other night? He goes, I had to think playing us that had to be something of a factor, and, and I, I absolutely agree with him. Uh, I think that I've gotten 700 text messages this year, or maybe not even <laughs> quite that many this year. I can't imagine getting that many in a night. Hey, we're talking right now to FloridaGators.com. You probably – You've probably never made a shot like that, probably, right? I'm not even close. No. I'm surprised he says that to you because off the air he'd say differently. Listen, there are (laughs) there are YouTube videos I could send you about some of my basketball skills, but I won't I won't put you through that, Chris. Shouldn't have went down that hole. Speaking right now Uh, to FloridaGators.com senior writer Chris Harry, Chris. Who do you think, when you look at this roster, you know where these kids are uh, are coming from. You t- get to talk to these guys a lot. Who do you think could be likely bolting for the NBA, and how much does that change the Gators roster heading into next year? Well, there's the situation. Um, uh, Devin Robinson put his toe in the water last year, and uh, he had, took a physical, and he found out he had a stretch fracture in his foot. Otherwise, I think he would have turned pro last season. And um, you know, for some of these guys, when they test the NBA water, they I think I think they're okay when they hear you're going to end up playing overseas. I mean, it's not what they want to hear, but when they talk about that, they're talking about turning pro and that, that could, and the options now are not just the NBA. I mean, they're better options, way better options than the D league, for example, overseas. So um, he, he'll, he'll look into that. Um, Johnny Boone, obviously suffered the season ending knee injury. He's, he's due to graduate um, in May. I, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he certainly was on the path to get a look, at some combines just because of his side and size and athleticism um, limited offensively, but as a defensive player, if they could ever convince him to just play defense and try to block shots and be in position, um, there's some NBA guys who think, who think he could play at the next level. Um, beyond those guys, I, 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 I wouldn't see. And I, it, to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if, if both of them were back. Um, I don't, you know, you always have attrition during the off season, but Right now, um, if you if you look at the roster right now, say if Devin Robinson was to leave or what have you, uh, they got a nucleus of, of guys, pretty good players coming back. They had a player transfer from Virginia Tech, Jalen Hudson. He'll be the leading scorer on the team next season, I believe. So from a wing position, a six six guy, he got twenty nine again in a game against Duke while he was at Virginia Tech. Went uh, went over thirty, I think, one time against Louisville. Um, he can really really score, and with he and Kayvon Allen on the court, that's going to be some, uh, that's going to stress some defenses and put them put some defenses in some difficult situations. But uh, three a, a, a top ten recruiting class freshman class coming in, so uh, it's not like the coverage is going to be bare next season. Clearly, some depth there if you believe that you know a guy like Robinson who was third on the team in points, second in rebounds, uh, they could handle his loss. That's that's a good sign for the future. And talk about that. I mean, a lot of young guys on this team, but guys that were kind of inherited. A lot of these guys were inherited to Mike White. Talk about what he did 
coming into this culture and really making it his own and keeping everyone on board uh, from his predecessor, Billy Donovan. Yeah, and he, remember, he he inherited uh, absolutely inherited a lot of these guys, and he also inherited a team that was sixteen and seventeen, and uh, was was underachieved. And it was a team that, frankly, Billy Donovan didn't like coaching very much. Now, that's not why he left, but that was certainly one of his least favorite teams, and it didn't have a whole and it didn't have everything to do with the fact they had a losing record. But uh, last year, I think Mike White and every player in that locker room thought they should have had a better season. When you think about it, Dorian Finney-Smith was really the only guy who wasn't there last year. Um, but Kavaris Hayes and Kayvon Allen were, uh, were freshmen on that team. Um, but there was, let's face it, I mean, the, the team that was there last year, they didn't sign up to play for Mike White. Uh, when they arrived there, they, 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 they were recruited by Billy Donovan. He came there. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't even, a lot of them didn't even know who the guy was and have, and have said, and said that, you know. So, so there was some um, there was some evolution that had to go on. Mike White had to had to. I mean, he was coaching that La Tech. He was coaching a lot of junior college guys. Now, all of a sudden, he's coaching you know top 100 players and guys who have been through the AAU circuit and are, and frankly, you know, have 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 been treated differently. There's an element of entitlement with a lot of these guys, and you you do have to coach them differently, and you do have to get to know them differently, and you, you do have to deal with parents differently. And so he had a learning curve just as much as the players had a learning curve with him. Florida Gator. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, FloridaGators.com senior writer Chris Harry joins us right now. We've got just about a minute left here. I want to get one more in before we let you go. In 60 seconds or less, is the SEC no longer just a football conference? Well, the, I, I, someone, I asked this. I've been on a couple of radio shows. I said the three best teams in the in the in the SEC were all in the Elite Eight, okay? And so and and now now there's one in the Final Four. I mean the the other the, the bottom half of the, it was it was a top heavy league. Um, Arkansas had a pretty good run, almost beat North Carolina or something. But it is a better league than people think. I, I think there were some bad losses early in the season that gave it some bad rap. But ultimately, when you're talking about the top echelon of the Southeastern Conference, they they could certainly play with anybody, and they proved it. Even but the middle, man. Alabama, Arkansas, like you said, Arkansas. Yep. I mean, there was Ole Miss. Uh, there was a lot of talent in there in the SEC. Chris, really appreciate yeah. really appreciate your time this afternoon. A lot of great insight. Thanks for joining us today. All right, take care, guys. See you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.